hey man i'm doing episode different this time i'm trying to change it up i'm actually going to start doing the black history at the end of the episode so that you can get a chance to just listen to the episode without skipping but if you can go ahead and continue listening at the end and get some fun facts but without further ado let's go ahead and get into the show we are back welcome back to another episode of attendant minds now today's topic is how can we live life to the fullest see many of us have a hard time thinking about what we really want in life we get anxiety and overwhelmed just thinking about it but you have to realize that it's up to you to decide what kind of life you want to have it's up to you to set your own goals not anyone else and it's up to you to add on it because at the end of the day what we really want in life is a life that matters and a life with meaning. We all want to be happy. And when we're happy, we are at peace with ourselves. When we are happy, there are no regrets about what happened in the past or fears and expectation about the future. Well, let me introduce the wonderful guest that I have today on this needed topic and just have a conversation on why we self-sabotage ourselves away from what matters and happiness and what can inspire you to take the step forward to live Live the life that you want to live and my first guest a credit coach and a owner of i am missy parent llc and a bakery business i think she has a catering business but i have the lovely missy how's it going great how are you today um can't wait to dive into this episode right let's go <laughs> i got the man himself an owner of dior group and a regional manager and also my frat brother, Adam. How's it going, Adam? How you doing, Craig? How you doing, man? Thank you for the opportunity, brother. No problem, no problem. Well, Missy, I, I tried to keep up with you and Adam videos and posts on Facebook, and I was like, I have to get you two on an episode, and I feel inspired every time I see those posts. But before we get started, Missy, I would like to know how did it start? Like, what made you start creating those type of videos? Um, well, for me, I was in a a dark place and I looked around thinking that I had someone other than myself to pull me out. So I started just making inspirational quotes on Facebook just for for myself, for me to be able to go back and see the things that I was saying to reflect on how to get through my day. The videos came about when I started actually doing the catering business and I was oh. overwhelmed with the support from people just by people purchasing um, meals from me. So it started with the videos. I just wanted to get on and thank people for supporting the business. And once I got on, God just had his way. As well with the videos, so <laughs> it, it, it just went from there. Transpired from me just stepping out, creating a way for me to be able to promote my fitness journey, and it went from there. Well, keep doing what you're doing. I know if I love it, I know everyone else loves it too. So keep doing what you're doing. What about you, Adam? What made you start creating those type of posts on Facebook? It's kind of, I would say it's similar to Missy's story, right? Where it's just things that you're going through personally. And you know that, hey, if I'm going through this, somebody else has to be going through this. And I do feel like in, in, in today's society, uh, there's a lack of transparency, especially through social media, right? Everybody wants you to see, you know, the great things and the highlights of their life. Um, but they don't want to talk about the down days and the times they're not feeling the best or you know, right. <laughs> the times the, time the business isn't doing the best, right? Uh, so but for my whole thing, Craig, it was just to promote positivity, promote positive 
messages and thoughts in a world where we see a lot of negative. We hear a lot of negative. We see a lot of negative. Um, so for me, man, it was just like, hey, look, man, there's, there, there's other ways to live and the other ways to think. So that's kind of what, what got me going, Craig, to be honest with you, bro. You two are very good at helping others find something in themselves to push them forward. But I want to start off with obstacles that hold us from reaching. We all hear that everything happens for a reason or you learn lessons from every experience. But what if you didn't? How do you get over those toxic events and grow from it? Or can we actually get over the past? Can the past actually hold us back? So for me, my first obstacle really began when I was two years old. A lot of people don't know, but I lost my father before I could even meet him, um, really. At two years old, you really don't have a vague memory of who someone is um, or, or what they bring into your life. So it started when I was two. And then one of the most, I wouldn't say tragic, but one of the most life-changing events happened to me when I was 12 years old. I became pregnant with my daughter, who's now 27 years old. And at 12, you know, you you pregnant, that's, that puts you in an adult situation. I had to go to school, middle school. I was in middle school. Had to go to school, and, and people was looking at me funny. I was getting remarks, not performing well in school because of those things. I kept everything inside. I didn't tell anybody, but I had to go around being pregnant at 12. So that was a major, major life-changing experience for me. But the resilience of wanting to achieve helped me grow through those things. Those obstacles was only put in my way to birth who you guys see today. Uh, the woman that you see today, the person that people thought I was gonna become, I was resilient enough not to let those negative comments or the losing of, of my father stop me from persevering. Because I know some people say that what happened to you is because you manifested, but no one choose to like lose a job or lose a parent. And, and but what you do, you just topped it up and took it for a loss, but you learned right. from it. Uh, Craig, I'll say it's twofold, Craig. I'll say it depends on your mindset. And I'll, and I'll, and I'll go back and um, say, Missy, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was actually in middle school and it was a sixth grade girl that what that did get pregnant in the sixth grade. And I, and I knew the ridicule that she took. Right. So Miss, I know you had to be strong and in, in, in doing the things you're doing now. That's, that, that's a blessing to hear all together. Thank um, you, sir. But I, I would, I would say, I would say um, it's all about your mindset, Craig. Um, and some people do let those negative experiences impact their life. And there's a quote that I, that I actually read a while back, Craig, and it said, um, you can't do much about your ancestors, but you can influence your descendants in a wonderful way. Because so sometimes we get stuck in the past, Craig. Um, sometimes we get stuck yeah. in the past with things we can't, we can't change the past, Craig. I don't care what happened in the past. I don't care what happened, you know, during uh, the, our slavery years, during uh, uh, segregation. Like, we can't change those things, Craig. Like, and I think a lot of, a lot of people today, like in our generation, we get caught focused on, you know, that part. That, that was a terrible time. It was a bunch of negative experiences happening. And two people go about it two different ways, Craig. Uh, some people are still trying to, you know, change and correct the things that happened 40, 50, 200, 300, 400 years ago. As opposed to some other people, kind of like Missy just said, use all those negative tools and experience and, and things that our parents learned, our grandparents learned, and our great-great-grandparents learned, right? 
using that to, to, mm -hmm. to evolve and to adapt into something much more powerful, much more impactful. Because I'll tell you, Craig, I think each one of us has been through some sort of negative experiences, right? I grew yep. up single mom in the house, uh, raising two boys, you know, stereotypical, right? A statistic, right? Mother making 25,000 a year, raising two hard-headed boys. Grew up in Southwest Southwest Georgia, where a very rural area, very, very, very um, I would say, low middle income to poor, you know, uh, community or county. But I could have let that let that determine my future life, Craig. But I have friends and family who are still in that situation. Uh, I'm not saying anything bad about them, but I use it as, hey, look, man, all this, you know, that's going on around me. I can do one of two things. I can sit here, I can dwell on, I can think on it, or I can say, you know what? Like, let me use what I've learned in this situation to go to the next place. And that's kind of how the video started right. too, Greg, in terms of, hey, look, man, uh, Adam, you're going places, you over, you've overcame some obstacles, and you know people who are just like you. Because in the, the day, Craig, we're all humans, man. We all go through things, we all suffer, we all, right. uh, we all, right. we all you know, have those nights where we just want to, you know, cry in the bed at night because, oh my God, you know, yesterday or last year was so hard for me, or whatever the case may be. Um, or the business isn't going right, whatever the case may be, Craig. But I think a lot of times, Craig, a lot of people, they let that bog them down. They let it they didn't get to a point where they can't, yep. you know, see, you know, anything else. But I think it comes down to, Craig, just understanding, hey, look, everything happens in your life for a reason. It yep, happens yep. in your life is for a reason, and it has a purpose. And it happened to you for a reason. And it's just a, and it, honestly, Craig, it's, it's God testing you, I believe so, man. Like all throughout life, you're being yeah. tested and you just have to overcome, Greg. Everyone should learn from their mistake, but I think some people, they learn from their mistake, but they learn the wrong lesson. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, if, I, if I'm if i selling drugs and I get caught, you know, I should have learned from that mistake, but now I'm just trying to find another route to go. Like, how can I do it another method without getting caught? So you're, you're learning the lesson, but you're learning the wrong rate. So I do think that you can learn from the past, but you can also do it the wrong way. And sometimes the past can hold us back. So you all hit it right on the head. But have you ever settled for less than your heart desired? Craig, that's a good question, Craig. Yeah. <laughs> the reason I that, Craig, I'm, I'm gonna start by saying, man. And again, the reason why I say that because I know you two started from the bottom and worked your way all the way up. So I know that there was a time in your life where you just settled in a time that you knew, okay, this is not it for me. <laughs> so you set up for something that your heart desire, you know, less. And I just want you to continue. Sorry for interrupting oh, no, you, Adam. No, 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 man. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you did, man. Because uh, I would tell you, I, I was going to say too, Craig, uh, I think we all have. I think we've all came to a point where we, the difference is, Craig, some of us realize that and some of us don't realize that. Like some of us realize that and say, you know what? This can't be life, right? What I'm doing now, this can't be what I was placed on earth to do. Like some people do something to change that situation. And guess what the other people do? Nothing. They stay yeah. in that situation and, and they continue to, I would say, take that abuse. Whether it's, you know, uh, from, from, from a corporate company, whether it's from your own self-thoughts, whatever. They stay in that same situation as opposed to changing something, right? And I think the biggest thing it comes down to, Craig, there, there's, a, I think, a message that people need to hear when you ask that question, Craig. Once, once it comes down to you following like your own plan and not following God's plan. Like a lot of us, a lot of us come yeah. into it and it's like, hey, look, this is what I want to do. Like, this is what I want to be doing. This is what I need to be doing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But understand, man, life isn't about you. It's yes. It's about, you know, <laughs> me or Craig or Missy. It's about the world, man. Right. It's about what God placed you here to do. And to find that, 
right? You, you'll you get to a point where you think you should be uh, further than you should be, whether it's in business and life and marriage or whatever the case may be. But that wasn't God's plan for you. That's something that you had up in your head, made up in your head that you wanted to do, right? So, of course, you, your yeah. heart gets sad. You'd be like, man, you know, I feel like I should be doing more. You have a choice at that point. Keep doing what you're doing or change something. So that's kind of my thoughts on Greg. For me, I knew at seven years old I was called to be great. I didn't know what great looked like because in order for to know what your purpose is, like Adam said, on earth, you first have to realize who you are as a person. And if you don't realize who you are as a person or where you're going, then of course you will settle for less. <laughs> and it's funny that Adam reflected on it because Missy Perrin was trying to live a life that she wanted to live and not according to God's plan. It put me in a situation where the things that I thought that I wanted or was for me was not for me. So that was me settling for less when I knew that I was supposed to be doing other things. And also back to reflect on what Adam said, sometimes settling for less will show you that you deserve more. Yeah. I recall one time I started working at um, Power Partners in Athens, Georgia. I was in back to what you said, selling drugs. I did all of that. I was convicted, <laughs> convicted felon. Didn't know if I could get a job or not, but I went to a temp agency and I had to take a temp job. Knowing that I was worth more than $8 hours, I was working beside someone that was making $16 hour. We were doing the same exact job. But the mindset when I went in there, even though I had to settle for less, I knew when I went in there, I had a plan. So within one or two years, I worked my way all the way up from a temp working on 30-day probation. You never know if somebody's going to come tell you your job assignment in today. I went from yes. working temp to all the way to the head supervisor over the plant. So I know that settling for less sometime will open your eyes up to show you what you really deserve. Think about it. Nobody wants to be standing beside a person doing the same job, putting in more effort just so people can recognize you are a good worker and you making $8, $7, $8 an hour, and the person next to you doing the bare minimum making 16 So I think that, like what he said, it can be twofold. Sometimes we settle for less because we think that's all we deserve, and sometimes we settle for less, and it open our eyes up to actually see who you are and what are you going after. Yes, sir. Wow. Yes, yes, yes. So let me ask this question because both of you are very successful. If you went through all of this, what was the wake up call when you realized it was more to life? For me, it was, well, when I was in manufacturing, I thought that going from a, a worker to so-called the boss was something because I was like, okay, you know, <laughs> you know I'm, I'm excited. I'm a supervisor. I get the, you know, not so much as tell people what to do because when I was a supervisor, let me just put that out there. I got in trouble because my heart desire was to help the people that worked for me because I was once that worker. And I know what it felt like mm -hmm. for people 
to watch you and, and ridicule you and stay on you, even though you was performing on their job. So when I became the supervisor, I got in trouble because I was trying to help the people, you know, not just say, okay, yeah, put this number out. I was literally trying to help them. So I got in trouble for doing it. But what woke me up and let me see that I was called to do more was I was giving these people all I had. I was even running the, I was running mm. the plant from home. Like they had everything hooked up on my cell phone. Didn't even have a second shift person coming behind me. But when I went to ask for a week off, it took everything in them just to let me be off for a week. And I'm running y'all job from home. Wow. Come on. Like I'm producing. They all right. thinking about the money. They're right. not even thinking about the right. person, the individual. Right. And it was an incident that happened that caused me to lose my job. After all this work that I didn't put in for these people, an incident happened outside of that job, had nothing to do with that job. And they they fired me just like it wasn't nothing. So at that moment, I knew that if you don't put in to yourself what you give mm. off to others, you will not have anything to fall back on. Because I, I let that job be the center of my universe. And losing that job made me feel like I was less than. But I was giving more of myself to them, the job, than I was really giving to who I was as a person. So that was a wake-up call for me. I got to use that. If you don't give it, if you don't put in more to yourself than what you do to others, you won't have anything to fall back on. I love it. What about you, Adam? Uh, I think I had several wake-up calls, Craig. I don't think it was just one. I think it was you know several different instances that kind of led me to where I am now. And I will start by kind of copying what Missy said in terms of the feeling of being less than, right? I was in corporate America uh, working at Verizon Wireless, you know, general manager there. And some people think that's a glorious mm -hmm. position. And you, you work, you, you're only 26, 27, you're running, you know, uh, you know, a million dollar, you know, store uh, for a company. And it sounds great, right? Sounds good. But with that title comes a lot of responsibility. Um, but the income, you know, didn't, you know, show you know, what I was actually putting, the work I was actually putting in. But then looking around me, seeing people living these lifestyles that I said, man, well, if they can live that lifestyle, you know, why can't I? They can take all, all these lavish trips or have these nice houses, have these nice cars. Like, I want to have those things. Um, but the, my current situation is never going to allow for that. So it, it was for me to say, hey, look, Adam, like, uh, realize the situation that you're in right now. And if you don't change anything that you're currently doing right now, like, if you don't make the change, it's never going to happen. And But more specifically, Craig, uh, it was like my last year that I was working at Verizon Wireless. I had my son. He was, uh, I think he was three at the time. Uh, I was a general mm -hmm. manager. Uh, my wife started working in, you know, the same company. My girlfriend, fiance, girlfriend at the time. Uh, she wanted to start working too, right? So she wanted to get a job. So I got her on, you know, at Verizon. She was a sales rep in a different store. But what happened, Craig, is what a lot of, you know, young parents, or parents, period, don't understand is like once you have a child, life is no longer about you. You think it is. Yeah. You, you're, you're foolish and you're fooling yourself. Because what happened was, Craig, I found out that I had to ask my dad to watch my kid until, until me and wife got off work. My dad's like in his 50s, dude. He likes playing golf and stuff like that. And I didn't <laughs> want to feel like my son was a burden to somebody else. I'm getting off at 9, 9.30 at night. You know, I'm trying to go pick, race and pick him up. Uh, I'm doing all this stuff. And I'm realizing, like, Adam, man, like, bro, like, 
it has to be something different out there. There are people who are spending every night with their kids, every weekend with their kids. They're making all their baseball games. And, you know, when they want to get off work, they can get off work. I'm thinking like, man, like, it has to be something that I can do. So that's when it kind of it kind of turned in my head, Craig. And it was just different signs from God, I would say, Craig. Talking to my, you know, great friend Rashad Gaines, you know, late night. We're, like, we're outside talking yeah. about stuff. And we're just saying, hey, man, look, it has to be more out there. We're doing good now. But imagine if we put our energy and our effort into something where, you know, we can control our own schedule, control our own income, control our own activity, and be around people that we want to be around. Like, what would that look like for us? And Craig came to a point where and the, the true wake-up call, Craig, I'll say this, man. This what made me I actually leave my corporate job, and people thought I was crazy, right? I just became a general manager of Verizon Wireless. I was only there for like six, six to nine months before I, you know, left. But it came to a point where I was watching a Steve Harvey video on YouTube, Craig, in, in my car on lunch break. And the video pretty much, uh, it was about soaring, right? A lot of people, you know, come to the edge of the cliff uh -huh. and they'll see other people, you know, soaring, flying their parachutes out there going. And you're so scared to take that leap, like to take that jump because you're in fear that you take this jump or you take this leap that you're going to hit rock bottom and you're going to crash and burn. But what you don't know is if other people are doing it, you can do it too. Now, you will get bruised up in the process. <laughs> you're going to scrape your knees. You're going to scrape your head. Your parachute might not open the first time when you pull it, right? But but lo and behold, like, it's, it's a way that life works, and it's a way that God works, Craig. I say that because you will never completely hit rock bottom, man. Like, if you trust yourself, you believe in yeah. yourself, you see other people doing it and being successful at what you want to do, you will make it. Now, it, it, it might not happen when you want it to, Craig, but eventually you'll start flying. You'll start soaring. Once I seen that video, Craig, I put, I watched the video and I sent a text out to Marcus and Rashad and all my close friends saying, hey man, look, the next 60 days, guys, I'm done. Like, I'm gonna find something to get me out of this situation and Verizon got 60 days. They never knew that, but my <laughs> friends knew that. But guess what? <laughs> days later, Craig, I, I took the leap. I just jumped, man. And you saw it. We still getting it. We still getting scraped up a little bit. Scraped. We, we, we coming up though. But that reminds me of you know a saying when there are like bumps and holes in the middle of the road, and if you're paying attention to it, then you're playing safe because you're trying to figure out a way to get around the bumps and the holes. But if you just forget about the bumps and the holes and deal with it, it's easy for you to focus on your goal and where you're trying to go. But every time, you know, most of the time, it's that fear that people start using and they start playing safe with life. And that's the reason why it hinders them from getting to where they want to go because they're trying to look at all of the small things like, okay, I need to just give a little and see where it goes. And if it doesn't do anything, then I'm going to fall back. No, if you know where you're going, continue going that route. And if there are obstacles in the way, deal with it. The next thing that I want to know is, now when we are not happy, it sounds so simple, but we have to find ways to love ourselves, but not something that makes other like us more, but working on fulfilling self, which is hard to do. But how can we focus on putting our energy into being happy with self? There's some good. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> That's a deep one, Craig. That's a deep one. So, <laughs> for me, and, and I'm going to speak from a female's perspective, and I hope Adam can bring it home and, and speak from a male perspective, because I can only kind of understand what loving yourself feels like from a, a woman's point of view. Mm -hmm. Women, a lot of times we don't 
love ourselves properly because of failed relationships. A lot of mm -hmm. women, we feel like we're not worthy if we don't have the attention and affection from a male figure. And I was her. <laughs> I felt like if he didn't love me, then I shouldn't love myself. But I figured out the only way he could love me if I truly loved who I was. Because loving yourself comes with self-worth. It comes with respect. It comes with a tolerance of what you will accept and what you want itself. If you truly love yourself, that feels like you, you're not lowering your standards as a person. Mm -hmm. And that's with either or, because, you know, we it's different types of love out there. You got relationship, you got friends, you got uh, family love. But I feel like in order for others to love you, you, you must first love who you are, who you, who you are. Um, and that comes with your downfalls that come with the dark places that come with your, your flaws. And I had, I had to accept right. that, um, a lot of people love their self based off of what, what type of love others show them. I was I was that person. Yeah. I thought that being popular and people, you know, wanting my help and wanting my attention meant that they liked me or they loved me. In all actuality, everybody's perception of you is not the same. Everybody don't have the same objective for you. Some people are not deserving of your attention or your love. When I was in that dark place, I didn't love me at all. I didn't respect mm. me. That was one of the things that caused me to settle for less in relationships all the way around the board. Um, me and my one, two of my daughters just had a conversation last Sunday. In order to love who you truly are, you have to put a stop to the inconsistencies in your life. That starts with you. I had yeah. to stop the inconsistencies. Missy Perrin was one of those people that stopped and started things, didn't see them through. So how could I expect for people to reciprocate great things to me if I only put out the things that I was only willing to accept? Like, if you get up in the morning time and you don't make your bed, <laughs> you know, that's one of the, that's self-care. You don't want to come back yeah. in, into a bed that's not made. That's being inconsistent. But if you're asking someone to be what you are not to yourself, how can they do that? So I had to figure out all of that. I had to accept what you said, like the past. I had to accept. I can't go back and take that back. You know, I can't go back and take back me getting pregnant at 12. I can't go back and take back me selling the drugs. I can't go back and take back fighting mm -hmm. and all of that stuff. So I had to accept that path that I took back then was only a path to get me further in life. <laughs> I had to yeah. love the bad, yeah. the ugly, the good, the flaws. I had, yes. I had to love <laughs> all of that to, to make myself 
happy because at one point in time, I remember when I was like talking about, about when I was pregnant at 12, guys would like me and my daughter would be in the background. You think you 12, you 13 years old, you know, that's puppy love and y'all doing this thing in, in, in middle school. And my baby would be in the background yeah. talking and people would ask me that. And I remember one time telling a dude that there was my baby sister. I didn't want him to look oh, at wow. me differently. But after I said that, I felt like, you know, I was being ashamed of, of what I went through. So immediately that made me feel bad. And I had to accept that, you know, whether you like it or not, I'm, I'm somebody's mom at 13. So it comes with, you know, like I said, accepting the good, the bad, the ugly, and the flaws and embracing that so you can become a better person. I remember someone said that, you know, don't let people who don't right. matter matter too much in your life. And, you know, because we can lose ourselves fast when we try to do something that we're not and doing something for the validation. But if we focus on ourselves, it's crazy how we're able to be able to embrace who we are. Thank you for what you're doing, bro. This, this, Thank this, you. This, you brought it home for the men and for the you a man and you can't everybody you can't grasp anything you said out of that then i don't know you need to you know tune into another network but uh definitely um yeah. what i would say craig man and craig i'll tell you uh last night uh i'm big on you know getting other people's feedbacks and thoughts uh so last night craig i was at a friend's house and you know him uh, shavaris my lb um and his wife we kind of went through these questions i yeah. asked just kind of see what their thoughts were and they had a great thought about this question. And what stood out to me when they were talking, Craig, it was being grateful and thankful for what you have, not what you don't have. When you're talking about self-worth and being happy, like it, and some people feel like it's, they had certain levels of validation. Some people think if I had X amount of money, I'll be happy. Or if I had X amount of friends, that'll make me happy. Or if I had, you know, a spouse, that'll make me happy. But we forget about the things that we do have. Like, we forget about, like, we have hot water to bathe with, right? We forget that we have a healthy child. We have healthy children. We forget that our health is still 100%. We may not be, you know, as rich or as successful as the person we're looking at, um, but we still have a lot going on. God has still blessed us with a lot. And sometimes we get lost in, in, in trying to see what other people have and saying, well, I, well, they have it. Well, why don't I have it? And it kind of goes back to what Missy said too, man, in terms of embracing yourself, flaws and all. Nobody's perfect, man. Nobody's perfect. Yeah. I don't care how you look at them or how they, how they portray themselves, right? Nobody is perfect. And we get caught up in the mindset of thinking, oh, man, I wish I had what that person had. What I found out in life, Craig, yep. when you start wishing for what other people have, you inherit their problems and all, right? You may see they have a lot of money, yep. but what you don't see is that they don't have a loved one in the house that loves them. What you may see is, oh man, yep. they're driving this nice car, but what you don't see is their child could be on drugs, strung out, you know, and, and hate them. So it's a certain part, it's, it's levels to it, Craig, um, but the biggest thing is, man, being grateful and thankful for everything you have, Craig. That's why I intentionally, like no matter what my situation is, Craig, every morning I intention when I wake up, I pray for the things that I have. Like I pray for my the, the health of my two kids, right? I pray for, you know, the health of my beautiful wife. Like I pray for, you know, the friends that God has placed me around. 
right? That those things are way more important than any, you know, like on Instagram, comment on Facebook or whatever. We can't control, yep. you know, <laughs> you know what they're doing, what they're saying. And I think Abraham Lincoln probably said it best is you can never please all the people all the time. It's impossible. Like it's impossible to please yep. Craig and Missy and Adam and, and like it's hard, bro. Like so only thing you can focus on is, is, is being grateful and thankful that, you know, that God's placed you here. And once you find your purpose, like I think a lot of stuff stops mattering, Craig. When we start giving people too much power, we lose our power and everything that's good in our life, it seems like it's never enough. We we get envy of others, say, I need to have that, I want to have that. Why do they have that? And everything that you have is very fulfilling. However, you can't see it because you're focusing too much on other people. So I'll say that, you know, always look at what you already have and what God blessed you with. And don't never feel like it's never enough because you're seeing other people that's living another lifestyle. Believe me, they're going through many different situations that you're going through. Everyone has their burdens and the things that they're having to deal with when it comes to obstacles. So again... Yes, I, I love the things that you, you're saying, Missy, and you, Adam. You both are hitting it right on the head. Um, the next thing that I want to ask is a positive mind state or a positive perspective helps people to move forward in life and give them the life that they really want. I'm, I'm a firm believer of you are what you think you are. I yeah. started three years ago, four years ago, getting up every single morning, speaking affirmations over my life. Um, for the people that know me, that's gonna listen to this, that see my Facebook videos, that's me every single day. Every single day. I get up, I play my music, whether it's gospel, whether it's rap. I know they see me in the videos clapping. I do that every single day in real life. Every single day in real life. That was one of the things that help me train my mind to start thinking of the things that I could accomplish, the or things that I could go get, the things that I inspired to do. Not only did I do that, but at the time, my, my youngest daughter, she's 11 now, fixing to be 12. I made her started doing it as well. At eight years old, I made her list 10 things down of who she was. Like, what do you think about yourself? And at eight, you know, they, mm -hmm. they are basic at eight. But it was every single day she got up. And before she got on that school bus, every morning she said those 10 things. At first she had to look oh, at wow. the paper, you know, until she was able to recite them. Once we moved on, I made her write two more things to her list. Like She's 11 now. And she still do that. To this day, my 21-year-old, she do it, but she she do sticky notes because I want them to see when you're having a bad day or you feel like things are not going in your favor. I need you to remember what you uh -huh. said that you are today. Whatever you wrote on that paper or whatever you recited to yourself, I need you to remember that. And that's going to help you persevere through all of the obstacles. If your feelings are hurt or if your friend didn't do it, what you expected them to do. I don't need you to lose yourself as a person. I need you to remember yes. who you are at all times. 
what you are capable of doing and what you have to offer to the world. So who people see in my videos, who people see in, in, in the grocery store or, or at the mall, that is who Missy Perrin really is. That's my authentic self. Like, and I had to train myself. Like I heard Adam say in, in one of the questions you asked, it's all about mindset. It's all about the environment. I always quote to myself, if you hang around nine broke people, you're going to be the 10th broke person. Energy is transferable. <laughs> you're you're going to become what you intake from your environment, period. If, you, if you're around negativity all the time, you're going to absorb something from that negative atmosphere. Yes. But if you, if you speak positive things into the atmosphere, like I might just break out. Like I'm sure when I get off this podcast, because I swear y'all didn't put my energy on a whole nother level of 10. When <laughs> I get off of here, I'm sure I'm probably going to be crunk and they up there in the bed and I'm going to play this music and clap and dance around. Wake up. And, 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 and quote. You know what I'm saying? And quote Wake what up. I need to quote so I can speak what I need to speak in, into the atmosphere. Not only so that I can hear, but I also need my Heavenly Father to know where I stand. Like, I, I need you to do something, God. Come on. Ooh. I love it. <laughs> Man. Why is it Man, important Craig, to have a positive mind point. state? Listen. <laughs> yeah, listen. <laughs> People need to hear Miss Missy. I don't give his man or woman. Definitely women, man. Um, because I would say uh, a lot of women feel like, you know, they have the, the cards always stacked against them, right? And Missy is a, a prime example of, you know, whatever you put out into the atmosphere is what you'll receive back in. Craig, what I'll say, man, and I, and I use this quote a lot, Craig, it's whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you're right. So whether you think you can do something or whether you think you can't do something, like, you're right, because it all starts in your mind, Craig. Like, what, who you associate yep. with, like the people you put in your circle, Craig. Craig, the, the reason I would say you probably reached out to me, Craig, is because we jumped on the Men's Corner Bible Study. Right. I, I knew I said, hey, look, Adam, you need to be a part of that men's corner Bible study. You know why? Right. Because people like a Craig Hewling on there. Right. People that are going in a, in a positive direction. Yes. <laughs> uh, every time I hear Craig, listen, this is to you, Craig. Every time I hear, you know, Craig Hewling's name, it's always in the best light. Like the reason when you text me, Craig, I immediately, the reason, listen, but the reason like, that. When you text me, Adam, I want you to jump my podcast. I said yes in like two seconds. Like it wasn't, I don't care what it was about. I didn't care. I knew that yep, Craig, you know, Craig puts out positivity. Like every time I hear his name, it's always in a positive light. And I'm thinking like, man, if I can put myself around people who always think positive, who always say, yes, I can do that. Not, oh man, you know, I can't do that. Or those people, Craig, that you talked about who are on the cliff, like looking at everybody flying, but they're, they're so busy analyzing like, oh, well, this could go wrong. That can go wrong. Like, oh my God, my dog can die. Oh my God, my like my, my lights can get turned off. Oh my God, like what happens if this don't work? Like I got kids. Like oh my God, I, I'm so I'm so afraid to move. But it comes down to embracing failures, embracing the lesson that life is gonna like bring to you. Already having the right mindset. That's why I feel like staying plugged in to a stream power source like like God, right? Like God, just because it's always positive. Like when, when you talk about God, it's, it's in light of positivity. And when you hang around people who have, you know, I would say God and the spirit flowing through them like a Missy. Like if I hung around a Missy every day, I'll be a better person. 
percent that hands down, like hundred percent. Like me and Missy like drunk coffee like once every Saturday morning. Like I knew once I left that table with Missy, I'll be a better person. So what we should always focus on yeah. this young generation that we're in now who are so caught up in you know, caught up in this social media world and seeking validation people who don't really care about you at all, right? Just have like just has comments and opinions about everything you do. If we focus on, you know, getting around people with a similar mindset, man, it's it's nothing. Like it's nothing that we can't accomplish or do. Um and I and I close that question by saying this, man, uh change your if, if we change your thoughts, you'll change your world, man. You'll change the world. And I remember and I do say the same thing. We because we shape much of our reality based off what we perceive by our attitude and our moods. And it's like, if you think about it, I have a, a, a sister-in-law, she loves Disney. Every time she goes to Disney, she sees the architectures of the building. She loves the weather. She loves meeting new people and communicating with new people. But then I have another friend, he goes to Disney and says, I don't like it because he has low self-esteem, lack of confidence. They both experience the same thing. However, when he talks about Disney World is, uh, I don't like that. And it's a negative thing. When she talks about it, she loves it. But as you can tell that we all shape our reality based off our attitude and our mood. And we can experience life a little bit different because if you think about it, life exists as is. If you go to a school and one person might have a totally different perspective about that school versus you. And that's just how it is. So uh, you both hit it on the head. You have to have a positive mind state or perspective on life in order to be able to make the best out of it and reach your fullest potential and live the life that you want to live. But I remember we were all talking about you have to be able to love yourself. But once you love yourself, you're still faced with so many different challenges. And we know that the world isn't um, here to make us happy, but people have to be challenged. And most definitely, you have to deal with change. And I remember someone said that People hate two things, and that's change and not changing. <laughs> but how important is change? Like, why should we embrace change? And man, I'll start off with Adam on that. Change. I think we talked about it through this whole podcast, man. Embracing, um, because you can't you can't control, you know, the things that are going to happen to you, right? You can't control like what life is going to bring to right? you. Right. And things are sent your way. Some people call them obstacles. Some people call it adversity. Some people call it test. Right. But all those things typically put you in an uncomfortable situation. Right. And when you're placed in those uncomfortable situations, a lot of people understand is when you're placed in an uncomfortable spot, that's when the growth happens. That's when you start to grow. That's when, you know, that's when the tree starts to sprout from the ground when it's placed in compact space while the dirt's packed yep. in it and feel like walls are closing in. Like if you survive long enough. Right. And Craig, you know this probably better than me and Missy, right? Like, because we both played Cap Alpha Psi, right? And I was a diamond for him. He, right. and pressure, and time. That's, yep. that's the thing Heat, <laughs> pressure, and time. Like, that's life too, man. Like, heat's going to come. Yeah. Pressure's going to come. But you must wait it out, though. Like, a lot of people, when, 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 when change happens, they're ready to run. When obstacles come, they're ready to run yep. back to what they know. Whether it's that corporate job that, that gives them so much comfort, like that, that getting that check every two weeks, they're just so scared to say, oh my God, I can never be my own boss or chase my own dreams because it's so uncomfortable. Where I'm in the sales industry, Craig, and I hear a lot of people say, well, hey man, I can't sell, man. I just can't sell. Like I can't, 
ain't no good salesperson. Like, you're not a good what? <laughs> like, every day you wake up, you're selling something, man. It comes back down to why you're doing something, though. That's the thing where if you're placed in a situation where it's uncomfortable for you, it's going to force you to grow. It's called adaptation. It's called evolving. God has blessed human beings with an amazing thing. And the thing that he blessed us with over any other species in the world is our beautiful creative mind. We will form an idea out of any situation where there's a lack of resources, like our minds will create something to help us get what we need to survive, right? But a lot of a lot of human beings, period, when that stuff, when, when that change and adversity happens, like their mind is like, man, like, oh, it's so scary. It's so, but if you trust in God and trust that, hey, look, God blessed me with this beautiful mind to think of some kind of idea. That's why you see now, Craig, in the midst of a pandemic, COVID-19, right? You see so many people, you know, creating their own businesses. Why? Right? Because something was stripped from them. And now they're saying, like, well, I don't want to rely on that anymore. Like, now I'm ready to be uncomfortable because, you know, my job was stripped from me. Their beautiful minds, their brains. Yeah. They start coming up with ideas, business plans, business ideas. They find the right business partners. Yeah. And stuff starts to happen. You start to grow. So, Craig, man, that, that's what I'll say about it, Craig. I wonder what Missy has to say, though. And, and, this, and that saying, that what you're talking about is the same thing that I was saying as well. And I remember a quote, and it was basically saying that, you know, when a bird sits on a branch, it doesn't depend on the branch to snap, but rather depends on its own wings to keep it safe. You can't control the world. All you can do is just know that you have the ability within yourself to soar and continue growing. Like, how can we embrace change? Or when we're dealing with challenges, how can we overcome that? I truly believe that life is about evolving. Yep. If you don't grow through what you go through, you have nothing to offer to the world. Like, I remember talking to, to someone yesterday and people are only going to give out what they take in. And I said that because if you think about it, if you garden or you like to plant flowers or vegetables, the first day you put the seed in the ground, you can't see what that seed is doing until it sprouts up, yeah. right? So we don't know exactly what phases that seed go through to push through the dirt <laughs> at all. But we just know we put that seed in the ground and we watering it and watering it and watering it and getting the sunlight that it needs. But you don't know how many layers that seed actually had to go through to sprout through. So if we don't embrace the things that we go through to change us as a person, we're not allowing ourselves to become the best person that we can be. Literally. Right. Like, just like what Adam said with the COVID, a lot of people are beginning to see that things are not going to go always as planned. Like, we, we can't get up and control the atmosphere. We can't get up and control the universe. But what we have to do is when those things change around us, we have to adapt. Got to adapt. And I think a lot of us miss that part. Like, when things start to change around us, we don't know how to adapt. Yep, right. It keeps us comfortable. It keeps us not willing to accept the things that are going on around us. And it, it keeps us 
on on a, a straight and narrow path. I heard you because I've been listening to you as well because you've been dropping gems too, Craig. <laughs> so if we have this luxury car that we drive every day and we know that it's potholes in this road, but we have to take this road in order to get where we're going. It's no detours. We got to drive down this road. Got to drive. We are going to figure out how to get down that road without damaging our car. Yep. <laughs> now, the first two or three days that you go down the road, you might be like, ooh, done. It, I hit a bump or, man, my tie. But <laughs> after you consistently keep going down that road, you're going to figure out how to maneuver and adapt to be able to get to that destination that you need to get to. And we need to learn how to adapt because I heard someone say this morning, the vision is always the vision. The vision will never change. The direction that you take to reach your vision, you might get rerouted, but you need to still see the vision. Yes, yes. <laughs> get them, Missy. And I think the main reason why it's so hard for people to deal with the change is the lack of confidence and they're not sure if they're going to be able to keep up. And that's the reason why they find every opportunity to tear a new idea down or they find flowers to reject it. It's like, you know how the older generations, how they like to keep paper check or they like to make sure that they put all of their documents on files, hard copy. They don't like to use the computer. And the reason why they do it that way, because they're afraid that they won't be able to learn how to use a computer. So I think it's all have to deal with lack of confidence and just not sure if you're going to be able to keep up, but you have to embrace that change. You have to be able to push forward, just like both of you all said. Now, can the ego hinder us from reaching to our fullest potential to hinder us from having the life that we want to live? I think so. <laughs> Very much so. You know, some people <laughs> like to be right all the time. And when you're right all the time, how can you learn new information when you feel like you got all the answers? Well, I was the, I was that person. <laughs> right? <laughs> Sometimes I think that we let our ego outride and hinder us from being able to grow. I was the person... I, I couldn't take constructive criticism, bottom line. Mm -hmm. I couldn't take it because I thought that everybody was out to get me. So when they came for me, I came back for them. And it came from the events that had taken place in my life. Like, I always had this shield up where I wouldn't let anyone get in. I wouldn't tell anyone how I truly felt. And that that sometimes made me came off as aggressive and lashing out at people. So I had to learn how to deal with Missy emotionally mm -hmm. before I can let somebody else in internally. And that was one of the things that calmed my ego down. Now, it, it didn't dumb me down as a person, but if your ego is so high and your urge is always success. You missing out on the other people's lives you impact. You missing out on the other people that can help you grow as a person. Because I don't know everything. I, I'm blessed right now to be a part of, of this podcast because I'm telling you why y'all was talking. Y'all can't see me, but I got a list of notes <laughs> that, that you guys, I, I didn't pick up gems from you guys. 
And if I was so eager for everybody to hear Missy Parent and what I think and how I feel, I would have missed some key points that I'm I'm just telling y'all now. I'm gonna take some of the stuff oh, y'all yeah. said. No. <laughs> <laughs> so don't be surprised. <laughs> because you guys have opened my eyes up to things that I saw but needed some more insight on. So I, I just wanna thank like you and Adam for being transparent enough to let people in on your insight of things, the things that you guys went through in life because that has helped me. Now, I was eager to get on here and be heard, but at the same time, I didn't let the ego get in the way because a lot of times people think that they are above another person and they really missed out on the things that the other person have to offer them for, in order for them to grow. So right. I appreciate you guys. Like somebody said, how can you listen if you're talking? <laughs> right. 100, 1,000%, Craig. 100%. And Missy, you better believe, girl, I got notes over here too. And the last one I took was, if you don't grow through what you go through, <laughs> come on, man. I just put dot, dot, dot after that because that's that's one of the ones I got to sit and think on. Um, there's a book called Ego is the Enemy. And I, I've started reading that book and it, it, it really yes. talks about, um, it don't, doesn't matter, you know, what you're doing, wherever you are, uh, your worst enemy already lives inside of you. It's not the people around you, right? Who, who one of my favorite you books. Getting where you need to be. It's going to be you, right? It's going to be do you understand the importance of humility, right? The state of being humble, right? The state of understanding that you ain't always right, boy. <laughs> like, you're not the smartest person in the room. You may yeah. be the smartest person in the room. Um, and that's, and Craig, this is personal experience. Like, I used to jokingly say, like, I'm right 99% of the time. That is 100% wrong, man. Like, 100% wrong, because when you start thinking like that, you start thinking that all your ideas are the best ideas, right? All your business plans are the best business plans. Like once you get that mindset, you stop letting, you know, great opinions and advice flow in from other people, right? Like, like Ben said, this podcast, right? If I came up with a notion of, you know, hey, look, I know I got the best, the best lines and the best verses on it. I'm, I'm gonna kill it. No, man, this podcast, oh, I said, Craig, this is a beautiful podcast. I want you to continue to do this until, you know, wherever God takes you to with it, man. But because people need to hear and understand that it's not about you. No matter how great you think you are, man, there's always somebody greater, yeah. right? No matter how great your idea is, somebody has a, a, a better idea or an idea that can enhance your idea, right? And add value to you. And it's Bro, we all yeah. are on this earth. I, I truly believe this, Craig. Like, the only reason that we're placed on this earth is to add value to other people, right? Focus on adding value to other people. It's no way we can lose, yeah. but the biggest way to, to truly add value to other people is to communicate with them. And the core base of communication is listening, right? And it takes an extremely humble person to actively listen to other people. I was reading a book. It was Good Leaders Ask Great Questions. And in that book, he was talking about Gandhi. And Gandhi learned something very impactful from his father. Gandhi's father was a tribal chief, 
right? Um, and Gandhi used to go to those meetings with his father. And in those meetings, like his dad would go to those meetings and he said something. He said, he one thing he learned from his dad was his dad was always the last person to speak. You know how much humility you have to have to be a tribal chief? I guess it's like, <laughs> like a modern day governor or a president or whatever, right? You walk into a room of other powerful people and you're the most powerful person in the room, but you're still the last person to speak, right? That comes back to killing your ego, like completely letting it go and say, look, other people around me have much better ideas than I have. And I want to hear what they have to say before I even give them my opinion, right? Because what they say may influence my decision, right? Not going into it saying my decision is right. Like if, if anybody on this podcast was listening, who said, hey, look, I want to be an entrepreneur or I want to grow, grow a big business. You have to understand and learn that your ego, like your pride will completely, you know, be a, be a brick wall to your success. It is a landmine. It is a, a potential landmine that could literally blow your legs up, blow your business to pieces. If you don't understand, hey, look, I need other people's yep. opinion and advice to navigate down that road Missy was talking about, right? Navigate around those detours, bumps, potholes, because you, you can't see yep. everything coming. All great leaders have a blind spot where they, they think everything is going great, but somebody on a different you know perch or perspectives looking down saying, hey, man, look, you're doing great, but be careful of, you know, that. But your ego will tell you, man, I ain't listening to you. You ain't doing what I'm doing. You don't know. Like, I got this, right? It's detrimental. Like, like, your ego can be detrimental, like, to your success, Craig. You brought up the ego is the enemy. That is a great book. And I remember reading, and it was something that it was saying about, if you go back in time, empires, they always fall back. No one ever asked, why did it fall within? You know what I mean? If you look at all the empires, all of these great successful people in the world, and if it's a group, and when they crash and collapse, how did it fall? And how does it always fall from within? Just like if you look at New Edition. That was a great group. <laughs> right. But they fell from within. You know, one person got the, the big head and said, I don't need y'all. I can sing on my own. And they move along and do their own thing. And before you know it, New Edition is over with. It's because of the ego. It always falls from within. Now, in order to reach your full potential, and we're, we're bringing it down to an end, I do want to just go ahead and say how important is your health working out? Because I see Missy, I see all of your videos, and I see you going in. How important is your health to be able to continue reaching your full potential and, and live the life that you want to live. And I can say that it makes you more confident when you're working out. It reduces stress and you just feel good. And it's, it, what is that called? The thing that's inside that that it produces that you- Endorphins. Your yes, right. exactly. <laughs> it's just like a painkiller, you know, a, a reliever. And you just feel good overall just being healthy. But why is it important for you to be healthy and how does that contribute to you reaching your full potential? So for me, health is wealth. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm unable to pr produce, how can I go after what my vision is? Um, your health also affects your emotions, your ability to think straight, your ability to be able to have the endurance that you need, your ability to sleep at night. For me, my my health situation uh, did a U-turn 11 years ago. Um, I had to be 
induced with my last baby. I had to have her premature because of blood pressure issues. Uh, mm. And and, that, <laughs> and that, that runs in our family a lot. Right, right. <laughs> so I was having to go to the doctor after giving birth to her. I was having to go to the doctor every other day every other day because of blood pressure issues uh, and the hormones and endorphins that your body release when you're unhealthy it stops your ability to be able to grow like if you sluggish and you always tired how are you gonna be able to perform at a hundred percent my thing is i'm a firm believer in giving a hundred plus percent in everything that I do. I acquire to be the best at, at what I have going on and how can I promote or encourage people if my health state is not in good condition? Like, and I heard you say about how do things fall from the inside out? It's the structure. Yeah. <laughs> it's the structure. If the structure is not right, then you leave gaps for things to happen. And that's with the health. Like, that's one way I keep my mind clear. When I work out, I have epiphanies. Like, I'm able to reflect on everything that I've I done. I'm able to, if I need to unleash something, I'm, I'm taking it out on, on the workout. Um, I'm yeah. not going <laughs> to take it out on a person. And it helps me stay calm as well because I can just go be an animal, a beast at that workout and I can come back and, and feel refreshed and ready to, to go tackle my days. So when I get up, I still get up at five. I'm, I'm up at five, just like I was when I was working for someone else. I'm putting that same energy into me versus yeah. putting it into something else. So that health is a big part of it. If you're not healthy, how you how are you gonna even enjoy the will? Like how you definitely how you gonna create legacy if you ain't taking care of the inside? It start with the inside out. Craig, definitely, um, definitely. What about you, Al? Hashtag health. I definitely follow Missy up on that, man. I, and <laughs> I know uh, how important health is, <laughs> just in terms of the physical. Because, man, I, I tell you this, man, I try to eat right and I have my good days. Um, but I shouldn't be promoting this on this podcast, but I'm still a sucker. Like, if I pass by McDonald's and I'm hungry, like, a pound with cheese with salty fries, like, oh, my God, it does look so much good. But after I eat it, Craig, I feel like I can't do anything. Like, it, it's to the point where all I want to do is go to sleep and watch football and watch funny, funny, funny yeah. show on Netflix. Like, everything is taken from me by what I put in my body. And I'll lead to, you know, somebody who is way more successful than me. Um, and I'm looking at two of his devices on my desk here. Steve Jobs, former CEO of Apple. Of course, he's passed now, but uh -huh. his final, and, and, I, and I encourage, you know, anybody listening to this podcast, go back and research his final words, the final thoughts, why he was on his deathbed. The one thing that he regretted, he said, man, having all the money and all these cool innovative ideas are great. The one thing that I regret in my life is not watching the things I ate, not treating the things I ate as as food, as medicine to my body. 
right? And that's when he was dying. He died like shortly after that. But that was his one regret that he had. He mm-hmm. said, I didn't monitor like the, the stuff that I put inside my body. I wish I would have, you know, took it as medicine. Like I'm, I'm, the food I'm eating is like medicine for my body. But he, he didn't think that way. And uh, it led to him dying, you know, um, of, of, a, of a health issue. It takes it back to me, Craig. And last month, me and my wife, um, it was a point last, we were getting at four o'clock every morning. We were going on this journey and we decided to have, you know, a, a verse of the month. Like our mentor told us, have a Bible verse of the month that you live by for that month, right? And uh-huh. the, the one book that, I, that I'm very firm on, Craig, and I feel like every entrepreneur, like every person who wants to go somewhere in life um, and be extremely wise, there's one book in the Bible that I promote, it's Proverbs. Like there are 31 Proverbs, like, in, in the Bible. So if you woke up like on the first of a month and you just read one a day, right, for the entire month and just keep reading and understanding like what the words inside of that, it, it, it will give you a long and fruitful life. And the, our, our Bible verse of last month was Proverbs 4.3. And it said, it said, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Right? Take that down to a physical standpoint in terms of your heart, ah. <laughs> you know, pumps all the vital, the vital nutrients to the organ, other organs in your body. But if your heart stops, like everything else stops, like it's done, right? So the, the the Bible tells you, hey, look, if you guard and protect your heart while you're living on earth by the things you put into your body, so not eating foods that's going to clog up your arteries and make your blood pump harder, right? You're just shortening your days. It's telling you, it's telling you, hey, man, look, every above anything else in the world. Like yep. above everything else you do on a daily basis, guard your heart, like protect your heart, because without your heart, you can do absolutely nothing, man. Um, so protecting that physical in terms of everything matters a little bit too, Craig. Everything works a little yep. bit. So working out, like eating right. Um, and the two main things are eating right and working out, doing some kind of physical activity or labor. Um, so man, I think it's extremely important to your success yep. because it doesn't matter how great of an idea you have. Or, you know, what business opportunity you're a part of if you die too soon, man. Word. (laughs) And I know that you two are very spiritual. And I do want to end on this particular one. And I want to start off with, Adam, how important is a spiritual spiritual foundation foundation to push forward? Is, man, I don't know if if it's more important than the physical or like 1A, 1B. But they're definitely like there's there's three parts to the to the body, Craig. Right? There's three parts to the body. There's the physical, there's the mental, and then there's the spiritual. Okay. Now, a lot of us always focus on, we focus on the physical, like we focus on what we eat and work out. We focus on our mental, right? We read certain books, we have yep. we hang around certain people, right? Because that protects our mind. But the third piece a lot of people forget, Craig, is their spiritual self. So every day they wake up, they're focusing on two out of the three pieces. Like you can yes. never be, you, you can never be, you know, at your peak if you're not focusing on an, a very important part of who you are. Like your spirituality, like your spiritual self is at the core of who you are. It's it's your core. Like think about it in terms of your physical working out. Like everybody wants to say, I want to have a flat stomach. I want to have, like, if you're a man, like, I want to have, like, nice pecs and a flat stomach because that's your core, right? I take it as your spirit, your spirituality, that is your <laughs> core. That, that's who you are. Like, that that gives you the, the, the insight to know what's right from wrong. 
and, and, and he, here's a big piece, man, talking to, you know, my friends last night about this topic. The, the main thing that stood out to me when they said something, man, they said, your spirituality teaches you purpose. Like, it gives you purpose in life. Like, if you're doing stuff for, for the world, like for the money or for the cars, for the clothes or whatever you're doing it for, right? Those are the wrong things to be doing it for. Like, your spiritual self teaches you that the world is not about you. Right. You're on your place on this earth to help other people. Like that's what your spiritual self teaches you. And when you have that spiritual foundation, Craig, and I thank I thank God for my mother, man. I, I didn't realize it to this point. Like she was one of those parents where, hey, look, she was like I said, she was a single mom on limited income. So she was she was always plugging into a higher power. And and in turn, she always said almost forced me mm -hmm. like to be a part of that power, like by going to, you know, church every Sunday, Sunday school every morning, every Sunday morning, choir rehearsal every fourth Wednesday. I can't even sing, Craig. And I was in choir, like every fourth Wednesday, I'm at choir rehearsal practice. Like I'm in church plays. <laughs> at the time I'm thinking like, mama, man, come on, bro. This, you ODing with this stuff, right? But as I've gotten older, like I've started to understand that what she was doing, she was instilling core principles in me. She was giving me a solid foundation to understand right from wrong, to understand, hey, look, you should hang around these people more as opposed to the people that you're hanging around, right? Because our spiritual self, like, we, we love being role models. Again, like I said, yep. we love being role models in the physical. Like, we'll tell people, hey, y'all, y'all need to eat right. You need to work out, great. Or we love being role models in, in the mental, right? We need to read good books. We need to hang around the right people. Great. But when it comes to the, the spiritual side of it, there are lack of role models like who promote the spiritual self, right? That's almost like, it's like a taboo to talk about like, hey, look, man, I'm a follower. I'm a Christian. I'm a follower yep. of God. Because some people say, well, you shouldn't talk about, sir, you shouldn't talk about those things. But it's fine to talk about, you know, your, your mental health, your physical health. But when it comes to what you believe in, it's kind of like hush, hush. Like in corporate America or, in school yes. or whatever, like, we don't want to talk about that. Or like in politics, we don't want really to really go down that route. But understand, man, like your spiritual self teaches you. Like if you if you read, if you follow on the, whatever source you're plugged into, I follow the Bible faithfully. And if you just follow the principles, a lot of principles of the Bible, it pretty much says, hey, man, look, what you should do and what you shouldn't do. And if you just follow those things that it tell you you should do and how you should live your life, how you should, you know, have patience, uh, spread love. Um, and, and hate and love your enemies. Like love the people that hate you. That's what your spirituality teaches you. Understand, man, like everybody on this podcast, we all have children, right? And we want to be a, a role model or set a positive example for those kids, for the world pretty much. They're watching us, right? They're watching the things that we do. So I would say, man, like again, that that's the foundation. That is the core of who you are because I don't care how good you look in the mirror, I don't care, you know, how yes. smart you are. I don't care what you can make on the SAT. I don't care if you're a top brain. So I don't care what you're doing. Like if your if your soul isn't right, if your soul is corrupt, if you're a naturally evil person, like it's only so high you're gonna go. Eventually you're gonna run into something that's bigger than you, right? It's gonna knock you on your tail. You're gonna be like, dang, I wish yep. I would have followed these principles. Like I wish I would have, I would have did those things. Understand, man, that that third piece, like that spiritual part of yourself. It's like a puzzle, man. And that that's the final piece of your puzzle. And every day, the only thing we can it focus is. on, we wake up every day, is make every day your masterpiece. But if you're not focused on that third piece of the puzzle, you, you, you will never be able to create that masterpiece on a daily yep. basis. So 
focusing on the mental physical is great, but you gotta have some kind of spiritual connection to something. You hit it right on the head, and, and I remember someone saying that you can have the knowledge, you can have all the knowledge in the world, but if your spirit is no not right, that right. doesn't mean shit. <laughs> but God gives you, you know, gives you the strength to do, I will say, three things. It, accept the things that you cannot change, and that's people, places, and things, and also encourage you to change the things that you can change, like yourself. And it also gives you the wisdom to remember that the difference between the two where for other people and what they do, it doesn't make you who you are. You cannot build anything unless yep. you have a foundation. If you look at architect people or people that build structures, before they start the structure, they have a blueprint. I remember not understanding. I was like, Adam, my mom um, is a minister. My grandmama is an evangelist. And I I used to be the person that did not want to go to church. I used to get my socks dirty, tear a hole in the stockings and all of that <laughs> because I didn't want to go. But um, now that I have a better understanding of the blueprint. Anytime that I'm I'm going through something or, or I need answers to something that I need to overcome, I go back to the blueprint. People don't even look at the Bible as being informational, but when you're coming from the streets or the hood, <laughs> if you Think about all the things that you learn from just being out there in, in that world. And you go back and like what you said, first get a understanding. I wasn't getting what I need to get because I wasn't trying to get no understanding. But now that I have gained an understanding, it's the blueprint. With no foundation, you can't build a structure. I truly believe that God created all of us like Adam said, you you heal you on a, you. It's a mission that that you have to accomplish in order to fulfill the mission. You got to go back to where the knowledge is, right? <laughs> and I heard Adam speaking about scriptures, and one of the scriptures that got me through when I felt like I I just I couldn't go no more when I felt like everything was crumbling around me. I always went back to Philippians 4 and 13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. Once you know where your help come from, the perseverance, Amen. the endurance, it comes. Like, it's it just like a like you're in a basketball game. You are, you're in the fourth quarter. Y'all need to win. It, it gives you, it gives you that extra breath that right push <laughs> to to keep going to to persevere to get through the obstacles so i i'm, I'm a firm believer of that because like i said hey that's where i get my help from right there when i can't find nobody else to, to give me that extra oomph that i need to keep going such a great episode. I really love this needed conversation. <laughs> Follow us at the Dior Group. At the Dior Group on YouTube. Any 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 platform that you have at the Dior Group. D-T-H-E-D-I-O-R. 
G R O U P, man. That's where you can find us at. Uh, Craig, Craig, again, thank you, man, for this for this platform. Thank you for uh, giving us the opportunity to, you know, give our messages and hopefully it reaches somebody, help somebody else out. Oh, anytime, anytime. And give happiness, me three things you think people uh, should experience in life: freedom. Uh, and I would say that third thing would be love, man. Like everybody should, everybody ha has the, uh, it's your God given right, right? You have some, yeah. some rights that, are, that, that you're born with and, and the pursuit of happiness is one, right? You should always have that ability to pursue happiness, um, to pursue financial freedom. Like you don't want somebody to have their thumb on your neck, telling you what to do, when to do, how to do it. You should have to wake up every morning stressed about bills. Like, oh my God, I got a, I got a bill due. Um, and the, and the last one, man, was love. I feel like everybody needs love. God is love. Um, having that, you know, kindred spirit that you can share certain things with that soulmate. Uh, I think those are the three things that everybody in life should experience. So I can be reached um, at 404-721-0796. You also can book a consultation with me at IamMissyParent.as.me. Um, I'm ready to work. Yes, um, yes. I feel and like people should. I want you to give me three things that people should becoming experience. Becoming who they really want to become in life. Um, love, as Adam said, because everybody wants to experience the the unconditional love and piggybacking straight from what he said. God is love. That that's the first thing. And I think that everyone should be able to experience a long, healthy life. Like, health is wealth. We can't get nowhere. We can't get around that at all. Most definitely. Most definitely. And for everyone listening, um, you can find me at Itinerant Minds. That's on Instagram. You can also email minds at gmail.com. T-H-E-I-T-I-N-E-R-A-N-T. M-I-N-D-S at gmail.com. <laughs> and if you want to support the show, the overall content and the overall inventory of trying to make this thing bigger than what it is, then feel free to go ahead and cash out at Craig Hewling, C-R-A-I-G-H-U-L-I-N-G. That's cash app, dollar sign Craig Hewling. Well, I'm going to end with eat well, sleep well, read, and make better decisions. We're out. Madam C.J. Walker, born December 23, 1867, near Delta, Louisiana, American businesswoman and philanthropist who was one of the first African-American female millionaires in the United States. The first child in her family born after the Emancipation Proclamation and parents were enslaved before the American Civil War. She worked as a poorly paid washerwoman for more than a decade and was mentored by teachers and members of the National Association of Colored Women. During that time, she tried various commercial hairdressings and began experimenting with her own formula. After moving to Denver in 1905, she worked as a cook for a pharmacist, from whom she learned the basic chemistry that allowed her to perfect an ointment that healed dandruff and other hygiene-related ailments that were common during the time. In 1906, she married Charles Joseph Walker and began achieving local success with what later became known as the Walker Method or the Walker System of Beauty Culture.
In 1908, after two years of training Walker agents and beauty culturists through the southern and eastern United States, Walker and her husband opened the Lelia College of Beauty Culture, a school named for her daughter. She continued to develop her business by traveling across the United States and providing career opportunities and economic independence for thousands of African-American women. In 1913, she expanded internationally when she visited the Caribbean and Central America. Walker simultaneously made her mark as a philanthropist with contributions to African American Young Men's Christian Association, also known as YMCA, and National Association for the Advancement of Colored People's Anti-Lynching Fund. She provided scholarships for students at several black colleges and boarding schools and financial support for orphanages, retirement homes, and the fund to preserve Frederick Douglass's home in Washington, D.C. She also became politically active, speaking out against lynching at the Negro Silent Protest Parade and during a visit to the White House in 1917 and advocating for the rights of African-American soldiers who served in France during World War I. Among her shrewd real estate investments were her Harlem townhouse and her Irvington, New York mansion, which is now a National Historic Landmark and a National Trust for Historic Preservation National Treasure. Before her death in 1919, Walker purchased property in downtown Indianapolis that in 1927 became the site of the Madame Walker Theater Center, another National Historic Landmark. <music> 